Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive and together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, usually we are not a ministry that comes up with the word of the Lord every year. Um, and uh, that's been the culture over the years because we, we actually don't have it as a culture except the Lord specifically speaks concerning the year, then we give that. And so, a few days ago, uh, I had a very strong impression in my heart regarding the, you know, asking doc, doctor, a dad who is an apostolic founder and pastor, or what the word of the Lord is. So he gave me the scriptures in um, Jeremiah chapter 30 and verse 17. Uh, he gave me the scriptures and I began to ponder over it. Went before the Lord and the Lord began to show me a few things there that I want to teach. So this message would actually be shared around all our churches and to help every one of us get in. So I want you to receive this as the word of the Lord uh, for the year and, and put your faith in it. You know, Second Chronicles 20, 20 says, if you believe the Lord, what's going to happen? You will be what? Established. Come on, Second Chronicles twenty twenty. You know what's there? Second Chronicles twenty twenty. Let's read it. What does the Bible say? Second Chronicles twenty twenty. That's a very popular scripture. Thank you, Lord Jesus. What does it say? Second Chronicles twenty twenty. You're waiting for the slide. What happened to your Bible? Second uh, Chronicles twenty twenty. What does it say? I can't hear you. What does it say? Well, they rose up early in the morning and went out to the wilderness of Tekwa. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, O Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Put your trust in the Lord your God and you will be established. He says, Put your trust in his prophets and succeed. His belief in his, you will be established. The word established in the Hebrew is malak. You'll be firm. You'll be rooted. And then the word prosper used there is shalak. T-S-A-L-A-C-H. It means to advance, to prosper, to go forward, to succeed. Which means that, listen carefully to this, a prophetic word that is from the Lord, if believed upon, can aid our progress. If a prophetic word is given, and is believed, and is acted on, it will cause a movement, a progress. And, and, and so, this is the word of the Lord to us. We don't know how long this word is going to last. It can spill on for the next four years, but we take it because God is giving it to us now. And I'm believing it. I'm going for it. I'm contending for it. I'm trusting the Lord that we're going to experience it. And so, therefore, in, in going through that verse, what came out strongly to us is that as a ministry and as an individual, the Lord is telling us that 2022 is a year of restoration. Total restoration. And that's important. That's important. It's important that it's not just restoration, but total restoration. That's what the Lord is telling us. That's what we're believing for. That's what we're coming as a ministry and as an individual. We're coming into oneness where this is concerned and believing God for it. Now, the dictionary defines restoration in, uh, in four ways. Number one, the art of restoring, renewal, Revival or reestablishment. The act of restoring, renewal, revival or reestablishment. That's number one. Number two is a return of something to a former, original, normal or unimpaired condition. That's to return something to a former condition, to the original condition, to the normal condition. Or the unimpaired condition. That's a condition that has not been destroyed. That has not been affected. You know it's like. 
when the issue of divorce came up, you know, the, Jesus told them, He says, from the beginning it was not so. That means that that's not the original design. How many of you know that poverty and lack and struggling is not God's original design for you? You don't know? Okay, that's your original design. Let's, let's just be sure. Praise God. Stagnation is not God's original design. That's not how God created man in the garden. God created man in the garden to have dominion. To have sufficiency. To live in health. To live in abundance. To follow the will of God. Sin is not man's original condition. Righteousness is. So when we talk about total restoration, we're not just talking about, we're not just, talking about just physical things alone. God wants to restore you so you can begin to walk in righteousness. God wants to restore you to that state of sinlessness so that you work in perfection. That's what restoration means. And restoration doesn't come into play except something has been destroyed. Except something has been scattered. And we all know the last two years has been some tremendous years globally. But I believe the Lord Jesus that this year what God wants to do in our lives will erase the memories of the last two years. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God is going to come. Do I have some people believing with me in this meeting? God is going to restore every single one of us. And the effect of the last two years will be wiped out because we're going to experience total restoration. What that means is that this is our best year ever. Glory to God. Number three, it means restitution of something taken away or lost. Whatever was taken away. To be restituted, to be brought back. Prophetic words have the ability to propel you into your future. They have the ability to break the siege over your life. Remember when the prophet says, by this time tomorrow. And he gave a word. And the economy was restructured by angelic interventions. Hmm? And a man said, even if the windows of heaven be opened. It cannot happen. The prophet said you would see it, but you would not experience it. You see, prophetic words have the capacity to break economic siege. Sometimes when people just go about with the spirit of poverty, just lack all around them. Lack all around them. They can't experience increase. You know, a prophetic word has the ability to break that spirit of you. You must... Believe God that in your family, you are going to stand out. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on. I said you must believe God that you are going to stand out. Not only in your walk with God, but in every area of your life. Stand out in your Christianity. Stand out in your faith. Stand out in your finances. Stand out in your family. If all your siblings are having family issues, your family will be a model family that people want to look after. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is not just money. It's total restoration in every area of your life. Your children will be examples of how a child should be raised. Your wife will be an example of how a woman should behave. Your husband will be an example of how a man should be. Restoring the family back to its original condition. Restoring your life back to its original condition. This is a year we must be defiant against anything that does not look like what God has in mind for us. This is not the year to accept sickness. Come on, I said this is not the year to accept sickness. This is not the year to accept lack. I know everything in our economy is saying things are going to be expensive. Will they listen to me? The Lord is going to break that siege and provisions are going to come. Supplies are going to come. In the name of Jesus. But when we look at the Bible, restoration is always like giving twice of something. Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 12. Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 12. We're going to make this message available. Make sure you listen to it all the time. Feed on it. <laughs> Feed on it. 
Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 12. Feed on it. I told myself this year, ah, I'm going to take hold of everything God has for me. <laughs> you know, I was reading the story of the prodigal son. You know, we always emphasize the prodigal son. And I've thought about this before. But, right? The elder brother came. What was his complaint? He was angry. Why was the elder brother angry? He says, I've been serving you. You can't even give me Huh? Small goat. Let me prepare soon with my, my friends. Hmm? And what did the father say? He said, you are always with me. All that I have is thine. That means the fact that you didn't get that goat was the fact that you didn't want it. Don't leave this year blaming God for not blessing you when the blessings are available. I've made up my mind that I'm taking hold. If God says this is a year of total restoration, <laughs> then I'm believing God. I'm listing things out that I want restored. Glory to God. And from this verse of scripture, I've listed about eight things where we're going to believe God, which God declares that He will restore to us. But let's look at Zechariah 9 12. It says, Return to the strongholds, O prisoners who have hope. Prisoners of hope. He says, You have hope. Says this very day, I'm declaring, thank you, Lord Jesus, that I would restore double to you. Oh, come on, somebody say amen right there. Come on, God says He would restore double to us. I'm believing our congregation will double. God will restore people back to us. God will restore doors back to us. God will restore businesses back to us. Hallelujah. Wouldn't it be wonderful in a year where everybody's crying that there's a casting down? There is doubling your house, doubling your finances. Thank you, Lord. It says, I will restore double to you. If you go to Psalm chapter 71, verse 20 to 21, Psalm 71, I'm showing you some scriptures. Because after now, we're going to pray with these scriptures. We're going into a moment of praying for restoration. Restoration prayers. Some of you have gifts of the Spirit you used to function in, and those things are dead. It's going to reactivate them and restore them. Power of God are used to flowing. Thank you, Jesus. Don't take failure, don't allow the enemy to put things in your body. Don't allow the enemy to put thoughts in your mind. Don't give the devil space in your life this year. You're not a child of the devil. You're a child of God. You're the one who has the dominion. Hallelujah. Psalms chapter 71 verse 20 to 21. You who have shown me many troubles and distresses will revive me again. And will bring me up again from the depths of the earth. That word bring me up again is restoration. You will increase my honor and comfort me once again. You will bring me up again. You will bring me up again. You would restore me again from the depths of the earth. You will bring me up again. It means that God can lift people from the merry clay and set them upon the rock. God can lift men. He does. We don't need to be at the depths of the earth. We don't need to be insignificant in this world. We did not come to this world to be spectators to those who are making it or causing changes. There is something valuable that we brought into this world and God is going to restore us back into that position again in the name of Jesus. Job chapter 42 and verse 10. Job chapter 42 and verse 10. The year of total restoration. Nothing missing, nothing broken. We believe God. This is the year that we will experience total restoration. It says the Lord, the Lord restored. So we know who is responsible for the restoration. It's the Lord who does the restoration. That's why our eyes are on Him. And you know, you know, sometimes if we say, well, count all the things that you've lost that you need restored. You're going to count only the things you know, right? But you know that there are some things you lost that you didn't even know you lost. 
You know, there were opportunities you lost. You didn't know there were opportunities. Hmm? You know, I can give you a test. I can give you a test. I can say, for instance, hey, my brother, uh, I want to see you by 2 o'clock. Maybe my mind is when you come by 2, I'll give you a job. You didn't know. Right? And you just, ah, man, I can't go. And you didn't come. Now, if I say count all the things you need restored, you will not count that because you don't even know what that is. So there are things God is going to restore to you that you did not even know that you lost. Come on, I said there are things God will restore to you this year that you did not even know that you lost. Opportunities that were disguised as assignments, things that were disguised as tests that you failed, the Lord is going to restore them in the name of Jesus. You know, Job didn't know what was going on behind the scene. Things were going on behind the scene. The enemy was attacking him behind the scene. Job, Job didn't know. Job didn't know. But the Bible says, the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he prayed for his friends. And the Lord increased all that Job had. How many fold? Twofold. Remember what we read in Zechariah? I'll restore to you double. Come on, let's believe God for twofold restoration in our lives. That when God is restoring us, He's not just restoring us to that original condition, but He's multiplying it. That means our days are becoming better than before. There are some of you that used to walk in wealth and used to walk in riches and you crashed down for one reason or the other, whether it's spiritual, whether it's your own mistake. The word of the Lord to you this year is that this is your year of restoration. Glory to God. You see, what God wants to do in your life is that you will not look back and say, oh, those days were better. No. Thank you, Lord. Let's go to the main scripture, Jeremiah chapter 30. That's the main scripture. We'll stop at verse 19. 17 and 19 is the key scripture for the year. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's put our faith together for this. We'll put our faith together. We believe it as a church, as a ministry. That we, oh my God, we are experiencing restoration. The Lord has spoken and we believe God for it. Hallelujah. Let's read from verse 1. Jeremiah 30 from verse 1. We're going to anchor in verse 17 to 19. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Write all the words which I have spoken to you in a book. And let me tell you something. Learn to write the words. Prophetic words that the Lord gives you. Write them down. In the place of prayer, write them down. You know, let me see if I can show you. I've got my... I've got in my... Um, tab here, I've got prophetic words that have been spoken over my life. You know, the whole of these files are prophetic words. Prophetic words. All these files right here are prophetic words from all that I can remember. Some are audios, some are MS word. I go over these words. Even when I'm praying and the Lord gives me a prophetic word, I document it. I've got pages of prophetic words right here. You see, not documenting a prophetic word means you don't take it serious. The Lord will tell you. I'm not talking about what somebody prophesied over you. Some of you are praying. You'll be praying and the Lord tells you, I'm going to do this. Write it down. Go write it down. Write the dates down. And that's why when certain words come to pass, I remember. You know, there was a day we were going to Ghana and it was by road. I was still doing some NGO stuff there. We were going to Ghana by road. That was the day, I think. That was the period we went to the Ghana parliament and then the first time I saw Jerry Rollins, we went to his house. We had this NGO stuff. When we drove into Ghana, the Lord said, you will come back and preach in this nation. I wrote it down. He says, you will come back and you preach in this nation. We went by road. You know, if I tell you that I went by road, you know that it was not by choice. It was that that's what we could afford. You know, 10 years later, I was invited to preach in Ghana. That word took 10 years. That word took 10 years. That's why sometimes I can tell the years certain words came to pass. Because when the words come up in my spirit, what do I do? I write them down. Sometimes in your times of prayer, you take the word God gave you back to him. How many of you remember, how many of you were in church then when Franz Duplessis came from South Africa, came here? Right? Remember? 
You remember the prophetic word he gave? You don't have it here. One of the words he gave was that just as gas and natural resources is exported from this place, so the word of the Lord will be exported from this house and be taken to other nations. It's here. I still go over it. I, still, we, I have the audio. I have the written word. You know, don't play with prophetic words. So God told Jeremiah, he said, write it down. Because if Jeremiah did not write this word down, there will be nothing for God to reference to us today and say, go to Jeremiah chapter 30. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now he says, for behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord. And this is the day. It's not coming again. For us, these are the days. Hallelujah. He says, when I will restore the fortunes, glory to God, of Jacob, my people Israel and Judah. The Lord says, I will also bring them back to the land that I gave them to their forefathers and they shall possess it. I will restore their fortunes. Fortunes there is wealth. Resources, the increase they had. Now these are the words which the Lord spoke concerning Israel and concerning Judah. For thus says the Lord, I've heard a sound of terror, of dread and there's no peace. Ask now and see if a male can give birth. Why do I see every man with his hands on his loins as a woman in childbirth? And why have all their faces turned pale? You know what God is saying? He's saying, listen, I'm seeing people, I'm seeing men with their hands on their waist and their face looking pale as if they want to give birth. You know, that's a posture of suffering. People that are tired. (laughs) Are you following what I'm saying? He said, you know, God was asking poetically. say, ask the man, can a man give birth to a child? And the answer is no. He said, then why am I seeing them holding their waist and their face pale? It's men that have been, been through all sorts. You see, some of us, this is the, this picture defines our life in the previous years, but that's not going to be the case. Your hands, listen carefully to this as the word of the Lord, your hands are not going to be in, at, at your waist as a sign of suffering your hands will be lifted up to God as a sign of thanksgiving God is going to cause listen to this word of the Lord God is going to cause supernaturally a restoration in your life that your hands will be lifted in worship your hand will be lifted in praise your hand will be lifted in thanksgiving you are not going to use your hands to represent pain in your life anymore restoration has come to you today and in the name of Jesus, your hands will be lifted in worship. Look at what it says. Alas, for that day is great, there is none like it, and it's the time of Jacob's distress, but he will be saved from it. It shall come about on that day, declares the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke off from their neck, and will tear off their bounds, and strangers will no longer make them slaves. Whatever has held you bound, Whatever has held you in slavery, hear the word of the Lord. It's broken this year in the name of Jesus. Come on, I said it's broken this year in the name of Jesus. Whatever has held you in captivity that has not allowed you to make, listen to what I'm saying, meaningful progress, meaningful advancement in the name of Jesus, it is broken in the mighty name of Jesus. This year you are making meaningful progress. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at what it says. But they shall serve the Lord their God and David their king, whom I will raise up for them. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, declares the Lord. And do not be dismayed, O Israel. For behold, I will save you from afar, and your offspring from the land of their captivity. And Jacob will return and will be quiet and at ease. And no one will make him afraid. Oh, no one will make him afraid. No one will make him afraid. Listen, this is not a year to fear. I said this is not a year to fear. This is a year of faith. Audacious faith. Courageous faith. Believing in God. Hallelujah. Come on, I said hallelujah. Next line. Verse 11. For I am with you, declares the Lord, to save you. For I will destroy completely all the nations where I have scattered you. Only I will not destroy you completely, but I will chasten you justly, and will by no means leave you unpunished. Verse 12, For thus says the Lord, Your wound is incurable, and your injury is serious. 
There's no one to plead your cause. No healing for your soul. No recovery for you. All your lovers have forgotten you. They do not seek you. For I have wounded you with the wound of an enemy, with the punishment of a cruel one, because your iniquity is great and your sins are numerous. Why do you cry out over your injury? Your pain is incurable because your iniquity is great and your sins are numerous. I've done these things to you. Verse 16. Therefore all who devour you will be devoured, and all your adversaries, every one of them will go into captivity. And those who plunder you will be for a plunder. And all who pray upon you will give for a prey. Now, the picture he was given was the children of Israel were taken to captivity because of their sins. And now God was going to redeem them. And the nations that took them captivity, God is going to punish them. Now, one of the things is, as we are believing the Lord for total restoration, you keep your life sin free. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because what sin does is that it gives the enemy a foothold into your life. So this is not just the year of total restoration. This is the year to walk in absolute righteousness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You, you make up your mind this year that you want to serve God. Spirit, soul, and body. You want to walk in righteousness. That sin will not have dominion over you. Whatever habits, whatever addiction is taking a hold over you, this year it's broken from your life in the name of Jesus. You take a hold of God's word and walk in your dominion. Because you have been set free. Now, Verse 17 and 19. That's our anchored verse. It says, For I will restore you to health. Somebody say amen. It says, And I will heal you of wounds, declares the Lord. Because they have called you an outcast, saying, It is Zion. No one cares for her. It says, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will restore the fortunes of the tents of Jacob. And have compassion on his dwelling place. And the city will be rebuilt on his ruins. And the palace will stand on its rightful place. From them will proceed thanksgiving and the voice of those who celebrate. And I will multiply them and they will not be diminished. And I will also honor them and they will not be insignificant. Somebody say amen. amen. Eight things the Lord will do for us in the year of restoration. Let's write them down. Eight things from those 17 verse, from verse 17 to verse 19. Eight things the Lord will do for us. Number one, now... I want you to write these eight things down because these are the eight things you will be believing God for this year with these scriptures. So write them down. Write them down. And these are the eight things you're going to contend for in faith and see their manifestation. Number one, the Lord said He will restore health to us. So we're looking at verse 17 to 19. So I'm picking them out. If you go back to those verses, you see, He said, I will restore health. Hey, child of God, we've been redeemed from the curse of the Lord. We are not entertaining sickness this year. You see, that issue of when they call you every time, how are you? It's my waist. Eh? Then when we think that you are free from your waist, they say, how are you? He says, it's my shoulder. It's like the sickness is moving. Hmm? It's like, huh? the sickness has schedule. First week, is head. Second week, shoulder. Third week, waist. Eh? Fourth week, knee. Fifth week, feet. Sixth week, repeat circle. That thing is broken in the name of Jesus. Hmm? Constant headaches, constant sickness, constant fever. It says, I will restore health to you. God doesn't want our money spent on sickness, it's not God's will for us. This year we are contending for health. Somebody say we are contending for health. Spirit, soul and body. Your health. Number two. He says he will heal our wounds. Because we have been called outcasts. Now this is emotional wounds. Hmm? Wounds of rejection. There are some of you that are depressed. Because you feel rejected. He says. Look at verse 17. Let's read it so you understand it. Verse 17, it says, For I will restore you to health, and I will heal you of wounds, declares the Lord, because they have called you an outcast, saying, It is Zion. No one cares for, for her. Some of you have wounds in your heart caused by fathers who didn't care for you. Have wounds by parents who didn't care for you. Uncles that rejected you. Some of you were mocked at and laughed at and rejected. God is going to heal those emotional wounds. 
wounds in your soul. You know, some people are wounded in their soul because of words that are said. People treat you as outcasts. People treat you as if you are insignificant. And that has formed your self-image. This year you are going to be restored and your self-esteem is going to come back to its original position in the name of Jesus. Every heart in your soul, every wound in your soul, as a result of rejection by men, in the mighty name of Jesus, you receive your healing in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God will heal you. Because God wants to restore you totally. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes people can reject you until you feel you are not good enough. Hmm? People can reject you until you even yourself, you don't believe in yourself. You know, one of the words the Lord personally gave to me this year is that this year, I mean, I was praying about something and the Lord says, three things you have to do this year. I said, what's that, Lord? And give me Joshua chapter 1. He says, be courageous, be courageous, be courageous. This is the year of courage. Hmm? Just take courage in the things that God is asking you to do. Because God is putting things in our heart to do and you're like, how do we... But go for it. Go for it. Hallelujah. Number three. He says he will restore fortunes to us. He will restore fortunes to us. Wealth. God wants to restore wealth to us. Money. God doesn't want us broke. Begging. In need. Hallelujah. Come on, how many are believing for fortunes to be restored? Just two people? How many are believing for fortunes to be restored? But believe in God. That fortunes will be restored. That resources will be given to us. Finances will be given to us. Hallelujah. God wants to give us wealth. Says, I'm the Lord your God who gives you power to get wealth. Poverty is not God's will for you. Hmm? So God will give you the wisdom to come out of it. God wants you wealthy. God wants you supplied. At least if you can't do anything, God wants you to be able to take care of your family. Are you hearing what I'm saying? For some of you, this year, the Lord will restore you that you will be the one giving to welfare. You will be one giving to the church to give. Let it be your target. Hmm? Your heart cannot be, I like this church. Why I like this church? This will be help people. This will be help people. It's not like that. You also will need to rise so that others can be helped. So God says He will restore wealth to us. And if we've been involved in businesses before, and maybe those businesses, something happened, the Lord is going to restore us in the name of Jesus. Wealth. Substance. Hmm? You know, sometimes when I talk to believers and I see how they struggle to give, I say, it's a poverty mindset. It's, it's just a poverty mindset. If you find any believers struggling to give, it's because their, their spirit has not embraced. When a man understands God, giving is a thing of joy. You know, one of the goals I have every year is how much I want to give. I have, I have it right here. How much I want to give. There are certain ministries that have marked how much I want to give to them. In hundreds of thousands. Just put it there. That's the first thing I write every year. How much I want to give to the kingdom. Every month, there are certain amount I want to give to certain ministries and I've listed 10, 12 ministries that I want to be of a blessing to. It's a joy to give. It's a joy to be of a blessing. And I look forward to how much resources the Lord can trust me with in a year to do what? 
to be of a blessing. That spirit of poverty is broken over you permanently in the name of Jesus. You are going to walk in wealth. Hallelujah. Let's read the next. uh, Let's give number what now? Number four. He says the Lord will have compassion on us. Oh, the Lord will have compassion on us. And I tell you, nobody can estimate what will happen in your life when the compassion of God is at work. Praise God. Make sure you take this word into your spirit. This is a year that the Lord is having compassion on you. And when the Lord has compassion on you, anything is possible. Everything is possible. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Man, I'm excited. Because by December 31st this year, we will look back and say, we are the people the Lord has had compassion on. We will see the compassion of God at work. We will see restoration at work. Every area of our lives. Number five. I like this one. Number five. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It says, it says, um, that's in verse 18. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will restore the fortunes of the tents of Jacob and have compassion on his dwelling place. Look at this. And the city will be rebuilt on his ruins and the palace will stand on his rightful place. You see, we will be rebuilt and we will stand in our rightful place. There's one scripture we're going to use to pray after now. It's Ezekiel chapter 20, 21, I think verse 27. It says, Overturn, overturn, until whose right it is. There are things that belong to you by rights that you are not walking in, that you are not experiencing. This year, you are walking into your rightful place in the name of Jesus. And let me tell you, if you have been cheated in your company, if a position belongs to you, something belongs to you and you have been denied, because whether people don't like you, whatever the problem is, that's their problem. This year, listen to me, everything that belongs to you, by natural right and by spiritual right, you are receiving it in the name of Jesus. Come on, I didn't hear that. Amen. I said you are receiving it in the name of Jesus. Whatever belongs to you, spiritually and naturally by right is coming to you. Your inheritance will not be fought over again in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever belongs to you. You know, we live in a wicked society and a wicked world where sometimes people's rights are denied them. But the power of restoration is coming to play in your life and whatever belongs to you is coming back to you in the name of Jesus. Number 16 that the total restoration will cause to happen in our life. It says a song of thanksgiving and celebration will come from us. Oh, how many of you know that a song of thanksgiving and celebration means that God has done something significant? Oh, yeah, I tell you. You know, I was in Kenya when Sister Mary um, sent me the picture of her car. You know, I didn't know when I was shouting so loud at the hotel. The receptionist came and told me, Sir, you're shouting. You're shouting. I said, I can't shout. Why won't I shout? <laughs> Amen. But you know, if they had told me that someone has passed on, it would be a different kind of shout. It is a shout of thanksgiving and a voice of celebration. This year, God is giving you. Come on, are there people who are believing with me? You will have a reason to shout. It will be a voice of celebration. Come on, church. I didn't feel that. I said, you will have a reason to shout. And it will be the voice of celebration. Come on. Let's rejoice before the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We take that. We believe it. That we will have a shout of thanksgiving. We will have a shout of celebration. We will have a shout of rejoicing. Yes. We will shout glory to God. A voice of rejoicing. You know these kind of things. You know, they won't even tell you to shout. I mean, I remember on Sunday. <laughs> it was very funny. You know, it's like you're believing God, like when you were believing for Peter to be released, and Peter came, and then he said, It's a ghost. I mean, look at me here, believing God for millions to travel. We want to travel, we want to do stuff. And then the, the, I was handed the check. I opened the check. I said, Jesus. 
<laughs> I mean, the numbers were so huge. I said, Jesus, that's a voice of thanksgiving. Come on, I said, that's the voice of thanksgiving. Come on, I said, that's the voice of thanksgiving. Come on, will somebody shout with a shout of triumph, with a voice of thanksgiving? Come on, church, let's shout. Let's practice before our answer comes. We practice before our answer comes. We act in faith. A shout of thanksgiving. A shout of rejoicing. A shout <laughs> Yes! This year, it'll be a shout of rejoicing. All of our lives, it's been shout of defeats, but not this year. Come and I said, not this year. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know what you're believing for, but I am having a shout of thanksgiving. I'm having a shout of celebration. Will somebody shout to the Lord? Yeah, we will. Listen, we are not the only ones that will be sad. Enough of being sad. It's time to be glad. It's time to rejoice. It's time to be happy. Enough of the negative news. This year, only good news. Only good news. Only good news. Only good news. Only good news is coming to your house. Only good news is coming to your house. Only good news. Somebody shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. Glory to God. Number seven says, we will be multiplied and not decrease. Listen, you're not going under this year. Wow. I said, you're not going under this year. Did you hear that? You are not decreasing this year. You are not reducing this year. Come on, what's going to happen to you this year? You will multiply. I said, you will multiply. You will multiply. Man, listen. This year, they've known us as a church that prospers. They have not seen anything yet. We are multiplying on every side. I said, we are multiplying on every side. We are multiplying on every side. I don't know about you, but I'm multiplying this year. We've had enough of decrease. We've had enough of reduction. We've had enough of debt. This year, it's, it's only one root. Multiplication. You know what? I decided this year, if anybody asks me, how are you doing? I'll tell them, I'm doing well and flourishing. No more it is well. I'm flourishing. And I'm telling you. Ask me, how are you doing this year? I say, I'm good. I'm flourishing. We can't be comfortable always being under. We can't be comfortable always being, you know, it's almost like we're trying to keep our head above the water. Come on, why are we different? Faith in God will produce the results. I say, faith in God will produce the results. Come on, I said, faith in God will produce the results. We are flourishing this year. It's a year of restoration. Friends that have been lost, just let them go. God is bringing new friends. People that have rejected you, God is bringing new people. People that have let you. This is not the year to start chasing over those who forgot you. This is a year to open your gates wide. Because God is going to bring men. God is going to bring sons. God is going to bring people. Not my words. New people are going to show up in your life. New relationships. New business partners. New church members. New pastors. New leaders. Because it's a year of total restoration. I believe it. Glory to God. This is the year. I said, this is the year. I said, this is the year. We will prosper like no man's business. We will be in health like no man's business. We will walk in victory like no man's business. We will share testimonies upon testimonies upon testimonies upon testimonies. Glory to God. That's why this year, you need to hang around people who can handle you being blessed. You know, let's be honest. Not everybody can handle you being blessed. Because some people just can't handle it. This year, you need people who can handle you 
being better. You know, people are so just used to you and comfortable, you always asking them for something. Yeah? People are just that way. They know you won't have. Right? <laughs> but God is changing that story. Or I said, God is changing that story. God is rewriting that script. Because he's restoring fortunes to you. Saints, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, God can bless a man. Oh yes, believe it. Believe it when I tell you that God can bless a man. God can do strange things. God can do strange things. Yeah. There was a season in our life, right? It lasted for about four years. Every January, someone used to just bless us with a million. Every January. Just give us a million. Every January. For about four to five years, the person was doing constantly. Every January, just give us a millionaire. God can do stuff. Right? But you know, that testimony is going to become one of the smallest testimonies we'll ever share. Because I've expounded my capacity. That's not going to happen, you know, once in a while right now. That's going to be monthly. Because you want to do stuff. And there's nothing wrong in having excess in the bank so we can just be of a blessing. You know, we need to just move from just it's okay to we want to get into more than enough so that God can trust us to get things done. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We Come on, saints. I want you guys in this ministry and in this church to come to the place where God tells you to give. You don't have to look at the budget because you have more than enough to obey the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The last one, it says, God will honor us and we will not be insignificant. Mm. They will not be looking for you in life. Finding you. Where are you? Where are you? You will not just be a census figure. The Lord will honor you. In your job, He will honor you. In your family, He will honor you. In this city, we will be honored. In the name of Jesus. How do we get into these eight things? Pray the word. You have the scriptures already. Pray them. Number two, meditate on them. Think on it. Think, meditate, go back. You have the scripture, Jeremiah 30, 17 to 19. Meditate on it. Number three, expect it. Come on, expect it. Right? Remember what we said, take your eyes off man. We didn't say expect from your uncle. Expect God to bless you. Praise God. Expect God to bless you. Expect restoration. Expect your health to be sound. Don't expect to be sick. You know, some of you, when rain starts falling, then your head starts banging with the rain, right? You say, oh, hmm? Say, oh, during cold season, this my sickness is coming back. Don't expect it. Expect health. You know, I told myself, you know, sometimes we just tell ourselves, oh, when we are stressed, that's when I feel headache. If you are not careful, the enemy will always get you stressed so that you constantly have headache. Hmm? And you know, life is very funny. You can take a particular drug to the point where that drug is no longer working for you. Maybe you take paracetamol or something, something, or fencing. I don't know if they still do fencing or something, something, something. And even it doesn't work for you anymore. It's not normal. When you are stressed, go and sleep and wake up. Don't take sickness, don't personalize sickness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, so a few days ago, maybe last week or something, you know, I just felt funny in my body. And I was like, ah, okay. And I was like, you know, the thought was just, can you just take something and just let this thing go? I said, no, 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 no. That's how it starts. I'm not saying it's wrong. But I said, no. No way. I stood on faith. I contended for my healing and got my healing. Praise God. Because the enemy is very crafty. God is restoring health to us. Then the next thing is to confess it. Hey, church, don't be afraid to confess what God has told us this year. Anybody that can't handle our confession, just give them some space. This year you are prospering. Come on, I didn't hear that, church. I said I didn't hear that, church. 
this year you are prospering. This year you are working in health. Some of you, some of you, listen to me. You're going to so believe this word that by December 31st you look back and discover that you have not had a bout of sickness. It will be the one year you will be sickness free or true. I said it will be that one year you will be sickness free or true. I can boldly testify that you can be sickness free. First, my son is 13. Caris is 13. He's never been to the hospital for sickness except the day he was born. That he wasn't sick then. All the little things that come, we've been able to handle through prayer and maybe just application of basic drugs. 13 years, never been to the hospital. Never had to put a drip on his body. Never had to do all of that. For the first time he got sick was a few months ago. And he just came and said, sickness is bad. Yeah, never, he, he doesn't know how sickness feels. That was the first time. That's when he now realized sickness is bad. Can you imagine living for 13 years and only realizing at your 13th birthday that sickness is bad? So I told him that's why you need to get into healing scriptures. This is not to condemn you. This is to tell you that there is a possible lifestyle. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And God is restoring that to us. I said God is restoring that to us. Can we be on our faith? As we pray the prayer of restoration. We are going to pray all these things again. Thank you Lord Jesus. We are going to pray these eight things again. We are going to start from number one. We are just going to pray them. Are you tired? You want us to close? I know some of you will say yes. Don't even try. Even if the enemy is telling you say yes, say yes. Don't, don't, don't obey it. Hallelujah. Come on, are we ready to pray? Are we ready to pray? Are we ready to pray? We are praying for the year of restoration. Lift your voice. Pray in tongues. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email. Info at pastormax.ng or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.